0: We are speaking on the authority of Jesus' name, taken from John twelve forty-nine to 50 For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father who sent me. He gave me commandment what I should say and what I should speak. And I know this commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said to me, so I speak. And in John 13, Jesus prepared his disciples for the greatest event the world had ever known, the greatest gift the world could ever receive, the greatest encounter for every life that receives Jesus, his death and resurrection from the dead, leading us to our salvation and everlasting life. Jesus spoke not on his own authority but on his father's who sent him. He could speak from his authority for Jesus knew the father and knew why he was on earth. He knew the father so well that he could trust him fully to do what he said he would do. Jesus knew that God would raise him from the dead. Jesus also knew that God loved the world so much that through sending him he would Give eternal life to every person who received it. John thirteen twenty says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that receives whomever I send receives me, and he that receives me receives him who sends me. This is speaking about us. God sent Jesus. Now Jesus sends us. And we too must speak only what he tells us to speak. When we speak and pray, Fathers, in the name of jo- Jesus, he gives us the authority of his name. In the authority of the name of Jesus, we can cast out demons, we can cast out sickness and pain. And the more we do this, the more we will be able to by using his authority. I asked the Lord one day. How is it that some evangelists have more anointing and authority than others? And the Lord replied with the words of John the Baptist in John 3.34. For he who God has sent speaks the words of God. For God gives not his spirit by measure unto him. Now this is speaking about Jesus. But God sent Jesus and Jesus sends us. And he too does not give his spirit without measure. He gives his spirit fully. It depends on us how much time we spend in prayer. The more time we spend in prayer, the more Holy Spirit and anointing we receive. If we spend little time in prayer, we get little anointing. If we spend much time in God, we get much anointing. How much anointing we receive in prayer and the level of authority in which we walk will depend on how much authority we also believe we have received in the name of Jesus over sickness and demons. The problem with us is that we tend to look at the size of the sickness or demon rather than the mighty power of the name of Jesus. And I confess I've also struggled with this. Once praying for a man paralysed with a chest down in the wheelchair for several years was already a challenge. But when I told him he had eight inches of his spine removed, I'm afraid I lost faith for that miracle and did not have the faith to pray for him. And afterwards I repented about this. Jesus believed that he had full and complete authority from his father and exercised it to perfection. If Jesus had prayed for that man in the wheelchair, he would have been healed. I believe our battle is more in the spiritual realm than the physical realm. For the spiritual realm is stronger than the physical realm. When Jesus rebuked the storm and said to the waves, Peace be still, he is actually, was he actually speaking the wind and the sea? Or was he talking to the spiritual realm that caused the storm? Jesus always went to the root cause. Well, surely it is the invisible realm that can blow up a storm. So too, it will certainly work and be effective. If we do that, go for the cause. Whatever it is that Jesus rebuked, the authority within him was far greater than the storm. And we have this assurance in John 4, verse four. You are God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is within you than that that is in the world. If only we fully believed these words, we would rise up and take all the authority that we have been given in the name of Jesus. Think what we could do in the name of Jesus. Just as every knee must bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, all must obey the name of Jesus. This gives us the authority of Jesus over every sickness which has a name and over every demon that has a name as we believe that we have this authority we will take hold of the authority of Jesus name and exercise it over every sickness and every demon until we see every sickness and every demon bow the knee and leave at the mention of the name of Jesus and John fourteen three to 4 promises and if I go and prepare a place for you I will come again and receive you to myself and where I am, you may or be also. Jesus had full confidence in God to face the cross through his great love for us, knowing the Father would raise him from the dead. And as we obey Jesus with full confidence and know his promises, we will also be able to face every challenge, every healing, every deliverance, believing and knowing that as we speak in the authority of the powerful name of Jesus, he will confirm his word. This is a faith in him that is calling each one of us to live by, including me. John five sixteen says, Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. For the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And this tells us that righteousness and authority go together. Jesus was the most righteous man who ever lived. He knew his authority over evil. Therefore, he had full confidence in God to raise it from the dead. And God did just that on the third day. As sin leads to worse sin, and the flesh gets weaker under the power of sin, so too, when we turn from sin and yield ourselves to righteousness, we become stronger and stronger in righteousness, which leads to holiness. It is then that our prayers will be heard by God and will bring about a change. This will also clear the channel of our hearts and lives, for the Lord to pour his power and authority through us in victory over every sickness and demonic power. Through this, God gives us the authority of the name of Jesus to cast out demons and sickness and pain, of all which we'll obey, for Jesus is far stronger and every knee must bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. As for me, I pursue righteousness every day of my life, remembering that repentant believers are already clothed in the righteousness of Christ, as 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. I was on the way to London to speak at a meeting some years now ago, I got on the bus at 6am and climbed to the top deck and sat in the front row, it was still dark. And I watched the horizons turn to gold in the distance and the sun began to rise, shining golden beams through the sky, causing light to burst forth piercing the darkness to herald a new day. Here I saw eternity and the temporary real meet in the extraordinary unity, sparking the promise of another day of light in exhilarating victory over darkness. Yes, the darkness of sin may have crept into our world, but light can overcome it in minutes when truth is revealed and a person turns from darkness to light, from evil to righteousness and from death to everlasting life. I watch the sun rise into the skies and shine with full authority and full light across the lands, bringing life and warmth and beauty to all it touched. The birds were flying and young calves pranced in the fields while humans, almost without noticing all this, drove the motorways of the temporary. There is an authority that the world cannot touch. The authority of the Word that created all heaven and earth. The authority that separated light from darkness and created day. The authority that came to earth to bring a new day to the souls of mankind to deliver us from eternal darkness and sin and bring us all into all truth and righteousness through receiving Jesus as Lord and Saviour. That authority we come to know as we connect with the eternal God who is timeless and powerful and who spans past, present and future and who holds the power of the universe in the palms of his hands. He who raised Jesus from the dead even gives us who have received Christ, the authority of his powerful name of Jesus to cast out all manner of sickness and demons and the authority to bring the light of Christ to millions of people on this earth. This power, authority and victory in Christ is freely available to us and we must rise up in him. The skies are no limit. In prayer, we can soar into the presence of God and bring His riches down to mankind. Riches upon riches that no money can buy. Health and peace, joy and love, light and eternal life. As we wait upon Him in worship and prayer, heaven invades our very souls and spirits, filling them with His light, power, strength and authority as his words spoken through our mouths rise like the sun over people's lives. They inspire enduring changes and bring into eternal life. Eternity will overcome the temporary in the glorious light of God's presence forever. When we grasp what authority we have in Christ, we can command sicknesses and demons to come out. When sickness or demonic powers realize who you are in Christ and see that you mean it, they have to leave. For every knee must bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. When we really get a revelation of how great our God is and who we are in him, nothing will be able to stop us. Nothing. on uh, my way to church, the Lord spoke to me to speak on the stretching out of the paralyzed hand. And I went in and shared how I prayed for a man who had a crippled hand for 20 years. And I said, in the name of Jesus, stretch out your hand. And he argued, you know, I cannot do this. I haven't been able to do it for 20 years. I said, do you want to get healed? He says, of course, I want to get healed. I said, then get your brain out of the way and in the name of Jesus, stretch out your hand. And the man stretched out his hand. Jesus completely healed that man's hand to his utmost amazement and joy. It is who you believe, I went on, the world or the word. The world is spiritually dead cut off from God due to the fall of man. They are therefore restricted to the natural realm only. But those who receive Jesus as Lord are reborn spiritually to eternal life. They no longer bound to the natural realm only, but can rise up in Christ into the supernatural realm where miracles become normal. Now, I said, if you believe these verses I've just read, put your own hand on your sickness or your pain and receive your healing in Jesus' name. And when you're healed, put your hand high in the air. The hands began to go up. So I invited a couple to come and testify what Jesus had done for them. The first testified, it was a lady deaf in one ear, but now after prayer she could hear with both ears. And the second was a man who also, he almost shouted into the megaphone. I have had a crippled hand for many years, but look, see, I can now open my hand and lift my arm because Jesus has just healed me now as we said that prayer in the church pews. And I am so happy. I said, this sermon was just for you. And he went to sit down we must realize that we are bringing the eternal life to Jesus to this world. But why are we not all going? Why are we so restricted in sharing this glorious news of Jesus? I know for myself that I was restricted until evangelist David Hathaway said go. And yet it's in the Bible all the time. First, Is it because we believe the devil that we cannot do it? Or people who say we are too young or too old or only a girl as I did? Or do we lack the love for the lost? Or receive the attitude of the world towards evangelists? Or do we need a drop of the Father's love on our lives to pop to the top? If so, we can receive this through prayer. For me, when David said go, it was like starting gates opening in a horse race and I was off at full gallop into the greatest victory race the world has ever known and I cannot slow down. The energy that has been released within me to do this work of God is almost explosive and nothing can stop me. God's purpose has filled my heart, energized my feet, and flows from my mouth with such conviction that even Hindu priests have come to Christ. Doing only the Father's will has not only become the most important thing in my life, but has totally enabled me to do what I could never do on my own strength. Sometimes I fear I'm literally being carried or enabled by the Lord himself and the joy that radiates from this is quite contagious. And That's how I've been running the ministry that God's given me since this has happened to me. And being in the center of God's will is the most glorious place to be as well as the safest and the best way in every way. Whether we speak to one person or or 160,000, it does not matter as long as we are fully in God's will. As a shepherd, will leave a hundred sheep to seek out one lost sheep. So God will do the same for us and he'll use you and me to do it. The question is, will we respond? 1 John 2.17 says, And the world passes away, and the lust of it, but he that does the will of God abides forever. Our God is a great God of love and compassion. He did not just say he loved us, he put it into action. He sent his only son Jesus to demonstrate his love and to take our sins upon himself on the cross that we might be forgiven and set free. And we too must not just say we love God. We also need to put it into action by telling others this glorious news. The Lord has also given us his word. And this too we need to put into action in our lives if we are to have full impact on this world of ours. The word is full of power and authority and trains us in all righteousness. As we study the Word of God, especially the miracles and healings Jesus did, and then step out in faith to do them, the Lord Himself will action them into reality through our lives. When we yield ourselves to the Lord, He literally clothes us with His presence. It's as if His hands are around us to guide us, to protect us, to encourage us, and to enable us And then to do what we cannot do. Heal the sick. Create miracles. And show himself as Lord through our lives. This is what God does for us. And if any of you have not yet received Jesus as Lord. Or any of you are not yet serving God as you should. I'd like you to say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus. I come to you as I am. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please forgive me for every sin and limitation that has stopped me from living as I should. Please forgive me now. Thank you for forgiving me. I want to follow you in truth and righteousness from this moment on lord please come into my heart and life as my lord and savior please lord baptize me in your holy spirit that i can walk and what you tell me to do teach me to pray and hear you and obey you in all that you tell me to do thank you lord thank you jesus amen now Stop praying, get to know God, listen for his voice and obey him. And as you do exactly what God tells you to do, God himself will confirm what he's told you to do with his signs and wonders following. Read your Bible daily, allow him to teach you through the word of God for the Word of God is extremely powerful. Go to church. If you haven't got a church, find a Bible-believing church where you're taught the truth and join it. Make sure you're baptised in water and baptised in the Holy Spirit. And remember, God loves you and he wants to use you to bring others to know him as Lord and Savior. God bless you now and I'll now hand back to our host. It's
1: for all of us to have this lesson, this morning. You know I just glad by the testimony and the love about Together, country, this is a way. And that is the miraculous powerful of gospel that we are preaching today. There is power in